This episode is scripted, narrated, recorded and edited by Newell Fisher, with script assistance by John Ruths. Hello, and welcome to the Watership Down podcast, episode 64, in which we will be analysing section 6 of the 1978 film, In the Woods and the Crossing. First of all, a bit of borough keeping. Leah Mackler has been in touch again with an interesting theory about Heisenthal and Blackavar being brother and sister, based on the meaning of Heisenthal's name, reminding her of a quality of the tips of black fur in rabbits. She says, quote, Maybe it was due to the 1999 TV series that I watched last year that suggests Primrose and Blackavar were relatives, or at least prisoners from some other warren. Maybe it was due to brushing molting pet rabbits in bright spring sunlight and noticing the darker agouti, or some other colours based on agouti rabbits are, the more their fur shimmers in the sun, because black hair tips reflect like light like little prisms, and thinking someone named as fur shimmering like dew would likely be darker and shimmer more. However, in the book, there seemed to be nothing to suggest they might be related, so I guess Heisenthal's name was given just as a generic, beautiful name for a doe. Thinking of Heisenthal as one with especially shiny fur, I was disappointed to see Netflix series had portrayed her having dry and tangled fur. Then, on the other hand, that Netflix series failed on character design on so many levels since their rabbits did not even look like rabbits. End quote. Well, in the book, we know that Blackavar's mother originated from the raided warren at Nutley Copse. We learn nothing of the origin of Heisenthal, but an interesting theory anyway, and I agree about the Netflix series, which was basically set, as far as I can see, in the continent of North America in terms of landscape, human sounds, and also possibly the, an- the anatomy of the rabbits, who could only be hares if they were in Britain. I'm taking a risk saying this on a podcast with a mostly American audience, but it seems to hold true. There's nothing wrong with the story about rabbits being set in North America, of course, but Watership Down isn't. By the way, if you want a quick bit of evidence for the above, check out the sound of the level crossing, or railroad crossing, should I say, closing in episode 3, 35 minutes in. That bell sound is one you would never hear in such a place in the UK, only in America. So, having set that particular cat among the pigeons, on with the episode. Section 6. In the Woods and the Crossing. This section covers from 14 minutes 10 to 18 minutes 30, and the equivalent chapters from the book are chapters 5, In the Woods, 7, The Lendry and the River, and 8, The Crossing. The camera pans left past a sparse bush to reveal the recent escapees from Sandalford at the edge of a wood. As the tone grows a little more ominous, we see Hazel approach the edge of the wood and sniff the air as we see barbed wire and hear the sound of a woodland bird. A broad pan across a view of the edge of the wood gives us a clear idea of what is facing them. And now Bigwig steps up as advisor to say that they need to rest, particularly the two smaller rabbits, Fiverr and Pipkin. We hear hear Silver's voice in the background backing him up. This gives Hazel another leadership moment, as he points out that they will be completely clear of the Owsler once they are through the wood. They can rest then. 
Bigwig looks up into the trees nervously, but follows Hazel, and the rest follow him, pausing at the fence as we hear Violet nervously say she has never been in a wood before. Again, Hazel takes the lead, telling them to follow him. Immediately, the music grows more alarming and eerie. There is a full moon which allows for backgrounds with high contrast between light and dark. Thorns and sharp edges are emphasised as the camera's panning matches the music to emphasise what an alien environment this is for rabbits. During much of the following sequence, the focus seems to be on Bigwig and what he is seeing and hearing around him, as he perhaps still feels his owlsler duty to keep the group safe. We hear the screeching of an owl as we see Pipkin briefly halt out of breath more from fear than tiredness. And now a footstep is heard in the undergrowth. A fern leaf moves as if disturbed by an animal. A pair of eyes opens in a dark hollow behind Fiverr. Seeing the eyes behind him, Fiverr runs, joining the others under a bush, as there is another alarming bird noise. In the book, this would probably be the point at which they all pause to listen to the story of the blessing of Elacherera to lift their spirits. But there is no chance of that happening here. This cinematic portrayal of the wood emphasises a heightened sense of danger. This is a place to get through and out of as quickly as possible. They look up to see an owl swooping overhead. More panning around backgrounds. A holly leaf falls. Then suddenly, as Bigwig looks around, the face of a badger emerges from undergrowth. Bigwig exclaims, Alendri, this way! And they all follow him quickly away. As they make their way down a gradual slope, Violet says it had just killed as there was blood on its lips. Dandelion says they were lucky it had, or it might have been quicker. In the book, this conversation is longer, and between Blackberry and Bigwig. The shot is held on this view of trees on a slope as the light and tone of the music become brighter and we hear the dawn chorus of birds. The sun is coming up, and they have made it through the woods. The entire sequence in the woods has lasted only about one and a half minutes. And now the shot dissolves to a kingfisher on a branch, with the river Enborn behind it. As it dives in the water, we pan right to see the rabbits arriving at the river bank in full daylight, rather than at night as in the book. They are on a patch of gravel on the river's edge with a discarded bottle. Fiverr immediately says they must cross the river, earning him a rebuke from Bigwig, who wanders off to check their surroundings. In the book, Hazel takes Fiverr away from the group for a quiet conversation about why they need to cross the river, but not here, where events need, need to move rapidly. Fiverr addresses them all as he explains about needing to find a high, lonely place with dry soil. But both he and Pipkin are exhausted and cannot possibly swim the, swim the river yet. Silver, as ever in his laconic role, comments that they can't just stay where they are, an improvement on Hawkbit's initial comment in the book that they could just go along the river. Meanwhile, Blackberry seems to have noticed something. We cut to Bigwig, a short distance away, who sees the dog. In the book, he sees it from the other side of the river after swimming across it to check the other bank, but here the decision to cross is very much still up in the air. Here we see the dog clearly, a collie being walked by a human whose whistle we hear later rather than an escape dog trailing a chain. It is silhouetted against the sky as Bigwig sits up in alarm. He immediately warns the others by the river bank, and scared Fiverr and Pipkin huddle trembling next to Hazel as Bigwig says they all have to swim and those who can't will just have to, quote, make out the best they can, end quote. There is more leadership from Hazel, who says that isn't good enough. They must stick together, 
Interestingly, here Bigwig is a lot calmer than he is in the book where he really confronts Hazel. And now we see what Blackberry noticed, a flat piece of wood by the riverbank. As we see it for the first time, the music from the track Crossing the River and Onwards begins with a section that emphasises the heightened tension, yet with a possible way out of this situation. In the book, Fiverr seems to understand the implications of the floating piece of wood, while Hazel remains clueless. But here it is Hazel who gets it straight away and tells Fiverr to get on. Fiverr immediately falls off and has to be comedically retrieved from under the water by Blackberry by his scruff. We see the dog arrive sniffing by the riverbank. Hazel tells Bigwig and Silver to push the piece of wood out. His tone is one of absolute command. With no more talking, the whole group enter the river as we see the dog find the place with the bottle where they arrived at the river. The music becomes steady and resolute during this moment of tension, but with one confused passage as the piece of wood spins around due to the panicking Pipkin moving around on it. A point-of-view shot of the view of the opposite bank wobbling emphasises this moment. Bigwig warns him to stay still, and with Silver gives the wood one final push into the bulrushes on the opposite bank. A moorhen emerges in panic at their arrival as we cut to the dog, staring across the river at them as its master whistles further off. Hazel checks that Fiverr is OK in one of those passing moments of the script it is easy to miss. We see the dog going back to its master's whistle on the opposite bank they have come from. Hazel praises Blackberry for finding the wood. With no boastfulness, Blackberry accepts it was a good idea and suggests they bear it in mind for the future. And, as we build to the optimistic musical theme once again, they are off across country without resting as they do in the book. Comparison with the book In this truncated but faithful retelling of the events of the book, the leadership qualities of Hazel are allowed to shine through as a protagonist. Bigwig also is able to show his quality, however he also shows his temper and slightly antagonistic qualities. We can already see that it is better that Hazel is the leader. Blackberry also comes out of the episode well. However, Fiverr seems to come off worse. Apart from his brief declaration of the kind of place they should be aiming to end up in, he's falling off the wooden plank, even providing a moment of comic relief, while his full reasons why they should cross the river in order to find higher ground are missed out. This seems a shame. The loss of the storytelling in the woods seems understandable, given the necessary pacing of the story, and its movement to the beginning of the film is an effective way of opening the narrative. Overall, given the required pacing of the film, this section seems to work well. Next time, the rabbits encounter a road and a beanfield. In that order. <laughs>